Well, we've now come to the final service in this cycle for Discover and Explore. And what better time to think about the soul than when we've just entered Holy Week? I don't know if, um, if like me, you went to Palm Sunday service yesterday in America, but I came back with my palm frond, um, which my family had stuck in my suitcase for me, uh, which was very nice. But I think that at this time of year in particular, during this most holy part of our liturgical year, this is when I find myself thinking and wondering the most about life and about death and about eternity, about what it is that makes us human and about what it was that made Jesus human and divine and at the end of his life on earth, never more human. Sometimes I like to return to the words of the evangelists to see how it is that all four of them think about and write about the death of our Lord, his resurrection, and in the case of, well, depending on whether or not we take the shorter ending of Mark, in the case of almost all the evangelists, the reappearance of the risen Christ to his disciples. And in the Stations of the Cross, in the work that Michael Magruder has in the church here, he was particularly inspired by that cry from the cross that Jesus gives just before he dies, that great lament, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We see that in St. Mark's Gospel. We see it also in St. Matthew's Gospel. This is a Jesus who is truly suffering, who is never more human than in these moments right before his death. In St. Luke's Gospel, Jesus says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. In St. John's Gospel, it says only that Jesus gave up his spirit. In the beginning of our service today, we had our opening responsory prayer, and I particularly love that one part from the second chapter of Genesis. The Lord God formed humankind of the dust of the ground and we became living souls. The Hebrew there is nephesh, which also can mean throat. And I really have always liked thinking of God breathing of himself into us and animating us with his spirit, with his love. 
Sometimes I like to think that the, that our inheritance, our future, that the entire scope of our scriptural tradition can be punctuated by these kinds of breaths. Here we have God in Genesis breathing into Adam, bringing him to life. We have Jesus shown to us as a second Adam. On the cross, we have the evangelists telling us that at the end of his life, one of the most significant things about our Lord is that he breathed his last. And that in that period of darkness, between his death and his resurrection, the whole world is holding its breath. In St. John's Gospel, when the risen Christ reappears to his disciples, in addition to being present to them in a very fleshly way, um, in St. Luke's Gospel, Jesus even eats in front of his disciples. Um, but in John's Gospel, one of the most important things he does is that he breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. And for me, there's a particular beauty in sort of following those three breaths throughout the scriptures. And I like to think that at the end of today, when I go out into the world, that I will try especially to honor that living breath that is within me, that is within all of us. And I will think about how I can honor that living soul that is in each and every human that I encounter.